Well, good morning, friends. It is good to be together today. Um, my name is John Gallagher, and I am the lead pastor here at the church, and we are starting a new leaf, and we're trying to get started on time, uh, you know, and so I know there's going to be a lot of people straggling in here soon, but what we're going to do this morning is we want to begin our worship service um, with a, a reading and a, a prayer of confession, and so I would invite all of you all to stand with me as you're able and we're going to start doing these each week to kind of help center ourselves, help us really remind us what we're here for um, this morning. And so there's going to be a part that I'm going to read, and then there's going to be some parts that you'll read along with me. And so um, join with me. Oh Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you as the day rises to meet the sun. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. We know that nothing is able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. Let us in freedom confess the wrong we have done. And join with me in this prayer of confession. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved You with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done Your will. We have broken Your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Clean. 
renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away. Cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. And renew a right spirit within me. And cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. And renew a right spirit within me. And renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. And renew a right spirit within me. This morning, we're going to transition into a time of sharing gratitude and lament with one another. If you are new to our community or that's a new idea to you, this is a way just for us to bring our whole selves to worship and to be really in community with one another, to share one another's burdens and joys. So if there's something you're grateful for or celebrating this morning, feel free to share that. If you come in here carrying something heavy, you do not need to hide it in this place. You are welcome to share that this morning during this time. And if somebody shares with you and you don't know what to say, thank you is always a great response. So let's just take a few moments to turn around to someone nearby and share with just a few people, and we'll come back together for a song here shortly.
God. I thank God. And I thank God. I thank God. And I thank Jesus. I thank Jesus. I thank Jesus. I thank Jesus. For your mercy. Sing that together. I thank God. I thank God. And I thank God. I thank God. And I thank Jesus. I thank Jesus. I thank Jesus. invite you to stand with us. Let's worship together. Wandering into the night, wanting a place to hide this weary soul, this bag of bones. And I try with all my might. I just can't win the fight I'm slowly drifting A vagabond Just when I ran out the road I met a man I didn't know And he told me that I was not alone You picked me up You turned me around You placed my on solid ground I thank the master I thank the savior because you healed my heart you changed my name forever free I'm not the same I thank the master I thank the savior I thank God No choice but to believe my doubts are burning like ashes in the wind. So long to my old friends, burden and bitterness. You can't just keep it moving, you're not welcome here. From now till I walk streets of gold, I sing about. Save my soul. This wayward son has found his way back home. You picked me up, turned me around, 
Savior because you healed my heart and changed my name forever free I'm not the same I thank the Master I thank the Savior I thank God Hell lost another one I am free, I am free, and I am free. Hell lost another one, I am free, I am free, I am free. And hell lost another one, I am free, and I am free, yes, I am free. And hell lost another one, I am free, and I am free, yeah, I am free. And hell lost another one, I am free. lost another one I am free I am free and I am free hell lost another one I am free I am free I am free hell lost another one I am free and I am free you pick me up you turn me around you place my feet on solid ground I thank the master I thank the Savior because you heal my heart, you change my name, forever free. I'm not the same. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, I thank God. So get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Don't stay there. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Don't stay there. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Hell lost another one. And I am free. I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. Yes, I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. Yeah. You pick me up. You turn me around. And place my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master. I thank the Savior because you heal my heart. You changed my name forever free. I'm not the same. I thank the Master. I thank the Savior. And I thank God. Darkness tries to rule over my bones When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own When brokenness and pain is all I know Oh, I won't be shaken 
children it is time <laughs> okay so for the kids and the adults participating in the wonder room this morning now is the time for you to head upstairs everyone else you may have a seat 
Yeah, it's really, really good to be together today. Um, today is a special day, just like every Sunday when we gather together. I think this rhythm that we have every week to gather and to come together in a reality, like in many ways, it's coming somewhat countercultural to do this and, and to commit to this and to show up every single week for one another um, and for ourselves and to show up uh, to connect with God. And so. I'm just so grateful that we have a church of people who want to come together, who want to come and worship. Um, what we're going to do now is something we're going to start incorporating every week during our worship service, but we're just going to have a time of prayer um, after our worship where we all can just settle in and really try to connect with uh, God and, and even connect with each other at times through prayer. We'll probably incorporate some different prayer practices as we do this, um, but every week we're always going to have an opportunity to pr pray and really connect with God in that way through the silence. Um, and one thing I'm going to invite you all to do, um, if anyone would like, is that a lot of weeks I'm probably going to kneel when I pray, and I would love to invite some of you who would like to come and have that posture to kneel. Some churches have uh, kneeling rails in the pews, if you've been in where you can kind of kneel. We don't have those. You're welcome to, to kneel on the floor if you would like. But for me, sometimes engaging my body in that way is a, a way for me to connect with God in a more personal way. And so um, this morning, uh, I just really want to offer a time of silent uh, prayer for you all to connect with God and, and settle down after the kids have left and kind of, you know, clear your head maybe a little bit in your heart. Um, and then I will pray a prayer for us um, and, and lift up some of the things that may be on our heart and our community. And then after that, we're going to close by saying the Lord's Prayer together. And we're going to start doing that weekly as well, saying the Lord's Prayer. Um, we want to get back into that rhythm and praying this prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. And before that prayer, I'm going to just give you a heads up. As long as I can remember, I've always prayed, uh, the, used the word trespasses. You all know that word? It's like, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Um, it's interesting because Jesus uh, in the gospel says, forgive us uh, our debts as we forgive our debtors. And I think for some reason over the years, the kind of more economic language of debt has been taken out of, of the, the way that we pray that. And I'm not quite sure why. It could be that people with money uh, and influence decided they didn't want to have to think about uh, forgiving debt. Uh, and, and so I want to recover that, that part of the Lord's Prayer. And so it may be hard for some of you who've prayed the trespasses line for your whole life like I have, but we're going to try to, to adjust. And, and like we've talked about, even I preached a couple weeks in a row about Jesus' teachings on money and some parables, and it's all over the Gospels. And so uh, we have debts that we need to forgive uh, financially, uh, but also there are other debts that, that we have that we ought to think about forgiving and also realize that others ought to do that for us as well. And so I'm just giving you a heads up. The words to the Lord's Prayer, Jeremy, when we get to that part, um, if you could just throw those on the screen, uh, y'all can follow along that way. But I'm going to come over here and just kneel at the altar. If anybody would like to join me, uh, I would invite you to do that. Um, but I'm just going to kneel here in that posture of prayer. Don't be shy if you'd like to kneel. Um, but let's all just take a moment of quiet. Perhaps you just want to take a few deep breaths. In Scripture, the word used for spirit is also a word used for breath and for wind. 
So as I breathe the air that, that is sustaining us and providing us life, I'm reminded of God's spirit of life that is breathing in us and through us at every moment of the day, sustaining us and sustaining this wonderful uh, world and universe that God created. And so be reminded of God's presence living within you. Psalm 46.10 reads, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Lord, we come to you this morning with heavy hearts. We come to you this morning with tired legs. Many of us come to you this morning with pain in our spirits. Many of us, Lord, perhaps we're singing these songs about these powerful truths that we don't need shame, we don't have to be afraid, we're not shaken, and, and perhaps those words are feeling a bit hollow this morning as, as we're struggling. And it, perhaps some of us feel shook this morning and feel rattled and feel ashamed or feel overwhelmed. And, and God, I pray that as we sing and, and proclaim your promises and your truth that, Lord, we would start to believe them more and more as we say them, as we connect with you this morning. Lord, this morning we've shared our laments. We've shared things that are weighing on our hearts. Those of us who are at home online have thought them and shared them maybe in the comments. And God, we have so much that, that is weighing on our hearts. Many of us including myself, for just dealing with the harsh realities of death and grieving and loss. And countless people across our world, they're not countless to you because you can count them and you know every single one of them, Lord, are dealing with so much violence and pain and suffering and war and terror. On my heart this morning is, is the conflict in, in Russia and Ukraine and just the devastation that's being just spread all across the country there for, for no good reason at all. Lord, we pray over Haiti and just the turmoil that they're facing right now and the violence. And we pray for so many of these places around us in eastern Kentucky and the recovery effort with the floods and that's still just got so much longer to go and the people there that are still suffering and waiting on help and aid to come. We pray for those who are just suffering immensely in Florida um, that have dealt with the issues there also, even up along the coast of the Carolinas. And Lord, there is just so much going on everywhere, and we can't even keep track of it all. And God, we just pray, Lord, have mercy. 
We pray, Lord, you would show up, that you would come soon, Lord. We pray, come, Lord Jesus, come. Pray that you would return and set all this nonsense right, Lord. We long for that day that you described and in the book of Revelation that, that there will be a day when there will be no more tears, where there will be no more grief and no more loss and no more pain that we will be able to celebrate. Lord, I long for that day that we read and, and, and from the prophets that say that the, the, the old and the young will be able to play in the streets and sit on their porches without fear of violence, without fear of death. And we long for that in the future, but we work for that today alongside of you, Lord, and your work from the Spirit. We pray against gun violence. We pray against death. We pray against all the suffering and loneliness that people are feeling. And we pray that you would meet us in our time of need. Many of us are likely struggling to believe in a lot of the things that, that we claim to believe. But Lord, the one thing I know to be true is that you do not abandon us, that you walk with us through the dark times. And even though the suffering and all the pain does not make a lot of sense, we know, God, that you are with us in the midst of it. And we pray that we could feel your presence as we walk through these dark times. And God, this morning we do carry burdens, but we also carry joy and we carry gratitude. We carry so much goodness in our lives. I pray that we would have eyes to see all the goodness and all the things that you were doing for us. I thank you that the sunshine and the change of the colors has just reminded us of your creativity and your just incredible power to create all of this that we see. And, and the reminder that there's still beauty in the midst of what's around us and that we have not screwed up everything on this earth, that there is still a lot of beauty and a lot of joy and a lot of goodness. And I pray we would have eyes to see that today. Lift our spirits, Lord, as we um, gather together. I pray that we would leave here feeling a little lighter, a little more free, um, that we would be able to actually live into those words that I am free, you know, and, and I pray, God, that we could experience some of that this morning and leave here changed because we've encountered you. And now we join together and pray this prayer that you taught your disciples to pray uh, so long ago, and people have been praying it ever since. So let's join together and say the Lord's Prayer that will be on the screen in front of us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. 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 Well, thank you all for sharing some time in prayer this morning. I, my heart's feeling a little extra heavy this morning, and I know many of you all's maybe as well, but at the same time, I'm also feeling some lightness as well. So that's a beautiful thing about what Jesus can offer us. As I was preparing for my uh, sermon today, um, I was working on it uh, this past week, and I, I had a hard time getting started. Do you ever have a hard time getting started on things in life? Uh, you ever have a hard time just you, like, you know, like, I got to get something important done and I just can't get going. It happens to me way too often uh, and it was happening to me this week. 
Um, and I was dealing with this reality on Thursday, and typically I don't wait till Thursday to work on sermons, but I tried to take a couple of days off this week. But what happens when you take weeks off, or days off? Then you got more work to do the, the remaining days, and so it was all a mess. But I settled on my topic uh, for my passage, or for my message this morning, and, and our text could really take us in so many different directions, actually. It's a really rich and powerful story, so I encourage you all to get into it. But Today is going to be uh, fairly simple. I want to focus on gratitude. And to be honest, uh, gratitude is a, is a bit of a harder one for me, particularly uh, recently, but even my whole life. For those who know me um, well, they know that I can often be negative. Uh, and my wife knows this more than anyone. Uh, she said yes. <laughs> Amen from the back, you know. Uh, at times, I can view my life as kind of a burden, you know. Um, sometimes I wake up and I think about all the things I have to do today, you know, instead of being grateful for the things I get to do. Um, sometimes I miss the beauty because I'm focused on all the ugliness. Does anybody resonate with me on this, have this problem? I was telling uh, someone the other day that sometimes I... Uh, I tend to err on the side of lament instead of gratitude, you know, in this whole tension that we live in. And so, as I was writing my sermon, I was like almost ready. I was like about to start putting words on the, the Word document, you know. I was ready, and the doorbell rang, and, uh, and I was immediately... The bell had rang. Is this going in and out, Dan? I may grab the other mic. keeps doing that, but... Um, I immediately, when the doorbell rang, I immediately was just like, like, seriously, like, I'm trying to work on this. And so I went to the door, and there were two women there, and they were wearing, like, identical, like, long, long dresses and blouses. And, and I saw them, and they had books in their hands, and it looked like a Bible. And I was, like, immediately annoyed because I'm like, I don't want to be evangelized right now. I'm just in the middle of something important, you know, and, and so turns out like they, they weren't trying to evangelize me. I don't, maybe they had ulterior motives, but they're like, we just want to share an encouraging word with people in the community today. And so I was like, well, that's sweet, you know, and, and so they, they read a scripture uh, to me and, and told me, they're just like, yeah, we just want to encourage you to, to open the Bible and Look to it, for, to it for guidance in your daily life. And I was like, thank you. You know, that's good. That's good. Um, and, and I got back to my office, and I sat down and started working on my sermon. And, and I, asked, I realized what I was working on was gratitude, was the theme of my message. And I started to ask some hard questions of myself. I'm like, did I really need to get so annoyed as soon as I heard the doorbell ring? You know, I wonder if I could have looked at that situation a little bit differently. I wonder if I could see that moment as more of a gift and less of a burden. Perhaps even a gift I could have given, a gift I could have given to whoever was at the door, a gift of kindness, a gift of a listening ear, a gift of my presence, or a gift of some help if they needed it. Perhaps I could have viewed it as a gift I could have received in that moment, a gift of meeting a new person, a gift of an encouraging word, a gift of an unexpected conversation, or perhaps a gift of a, maybe even a new friend. 
And so I want to read our text for this morning, and then I just want to offer some thoughts about gratitude that have been important to me over the years, and some things I needed to be reminded of in this moment that I'm living in right now. And so I'm going to read from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. So keep in mind, Jesus has been on his way to Jerusalem all the way since, I think, Luke chapter 9. And so he's taking a long time to get there, and it's a very roundabout way. Now he is, like, getting a lot more serious, and he's starting to make some movement um, towards Jerusalem. And so it begins, now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee, kind of in the borderland. Not sure exactly which one he's in. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed, they were healed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back. Praising God in a loud voice, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Were the other, where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. So like I said earlier, there's a lot that we can learn from this particular story. Um, I could preach multiple sermons on this particular text, but for today, I really am just feeling like I want to focus on what's at the end, and it's the response of this Samaritan man who was healed. Like, what did he do after he realized he had been healed? The ten men with leprosy, they were standing at a distance. They saw Jesus, and they cried out to Jesus for mercy. And Jesus told them, he said, I want you to go and show yourselves to the priest. And that may seem a little confusing, but they had this skin condition that likely prohibited them from fully participating in society. And so Jesus was saying, go to the priest and essentially saying, you're going to be healed on your way there, and they're going to be able to prove that you don't have this anymore, and you can re-enter the world, and, and you can be healed of this condition. And so as they went on their way to see the priest, the text tells us that one of them in particular, a Samaritan man, noticed that his skin condition had improved, and it had gone. He was healed of this condition. Now, we don't know if the others failed to notice or not, but this man noticed. And once he saw that he had been healed, he immediately turned back and hurried to find Jesus. He was praising God in a loud voice, the text tells us. And when he finally got to Jesus, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him and praised him for the gift of healing that Jesus had just given him. All the men in the story were healed, but one man returned with joy and thanksgiving. He showed gratitude for what had been done for him. A few years ago, um, with the Common Good staff, I, I read a book with them, 
and it was uh, by a Benedictine monk uh, named David Stendhal Rost, and it's called, uh, here's a copy of it, Gratefulness, the Heart of Prayer, an Approach to Life and Fullness. And I'd heard uh, this guy on uh, the On Being podcast that NPR does, and it was just really powerful, and then discovered the book, and, and we all decided to read it together. And he argues in this book, it's all about gratitude, but he argued that gratitude is really, it's not something we should just do every now and then, but gratitude ought to be a way of life, that we have to figure out how we can live a life of gratitude. And he argues that a grateful life ultimately is a full life. And he offers a very simple guide uh, to grateful living. And, and it's stuck with me over the years. I've shared it once before here a few years back, but I want to share it again. And it's so simple that children can understand it. It's really what we tell children uh, before they cross the street. You tell children that you need to stop, you need to look, and then you can go. And so this is his advice for how we can begin to live a grateful life. And so I want to break this down for you, this stop, look, go. So the first piece of advice is to stop. We have a hard time stopping, I think, in our culture. Um, I was just talking to uh, my uh, sister-in-law, and we were talking about just the busyness after the pandemic uh, yesterday and just how, like, we had this opportunity to stop many of us, and we realized, oh, this actually feels pretty good to slow down, to not have as many things in our schedule, to really get quiet and experience a little bit of just downtime. But we've just quickly gotten back into just the incredible busyness. And I think in our lives, we, we need to stop. We need to get quiet. We need to slow down. He talks about how we need to build stop signs in our lives where it forces us to slow down and to stop. Our culture is constantly moving and working. We're so busy, and, and there's all this noise and distraction, and I truly don't believe we can be grateful people if we don't take time to stop. You know, some things that we could consider, you know, I, this is true, I think, for most of us here, but, but we could consider turning off some of the technology for a period of time. Our phones, the computer, the television. I've heard people uh, suggest taking a technology fast uh, for maybe a few hours. That may feel like a lifetime for some of you who are attached to your phone, you know, or maybe even for a, a, a whole day potentially. We, my wife and I went on a sabbatical in 2020, and my wife literally didn't bring her phone on the entire month-long sabbatical we had and left it at home. And, and it was such a liberating thing for her to set that aside and say, I don't need this. I'm going to focus and, and just, like, put that out of my life for a bit. Could consider taking a day off work uh, every week. Some of us work every single day of the week, and we never take time to slow down. If you're in school and you're also working at the same time, sometimes it feels impossible to do that, right? Because you always have something else you have to be working on because you're never caught up, Right? But I think it's important for us to consider maybe taking a whole day where I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to trust the world's going to keep moving and I'll be all right the day after. We could be slow to speak. We could listen more often. We could say no to some of those events or those holiday parties that are going to start building up here soon. We could cancel a trip you have planned. 
Tell your family you can't show up to everything they want you to show up to. You know, I think part of the reason I was so annoyed that day on Thursday is because I am just way too busy uh, the last few weeks. And, and I had no space for anything outside of what I wanted to do or felt like I needed to do because I was too busy. And I couldn't be grateful because I had too much on my plate. And I know it's easier said than done to stop. But I think that's got to be a first step. The second one, so we stop, but then once we stop, he encourages us to look, to look, to pay attention to your life. Pay attention to what's going on around you. To look inward and do some of that kind of soul searching. Consider the good things in your life. You know, in a given moment, we always have the opportunity to look around and to think and to consider, to smell, to see, to hear, to touch, to taste, to feel, to pay attention, to be aware. You know, we can walk through our lives just totally oblivious to what's really going on all around us sometimes. And, and this is hard for, for those of us, uh, for all of us, I believe. You know, a, a thing that I'm really feeling like I want to get back into that's been quite a long time, I, I think since even before the pandemic, I've actually journaled on a consistent basis. But it's something that really helps me because when I stop and I decide to do it, it's a way to really focus my energy and my thoughts so that I can actually try to discover a bit of what I'm actually thinking. Because I don't know what I'm thinking sometimes until I start writing it down and start actually like trying to put it on paper and put words to it. And so it helps me tremendously to look at my day, to look at my life, to look at my feelings. Some people keep gratitude journals where every day they just write down what they're grateful for in that given day. And I think we'll be surprised sometimes that even in a really bad day, there may be a lot of things that we could still say, Oh, there was some goodness there. There was some beauty there. There was something good, even in the midst of the difficulties. Another way to look is to listen to the people that you are with. Um, I got, sometimes, my wife's really good at conversation. She's a great listener. So sometimes when we're together, I just let her do all the stuff. And I can just, like, tune out completely and let her kind of push forward things. And, and, like, I need to remind myself on a consistent basis, like, no, I need to listen. I need to be present and engaged with what's going on in front of me and the people that I'm with. You know, a struggle I have is I eat really quick. And so sometimes I think, like, man, I just need to slow down and taste the food that I'm enjoying because I love to eat. But sometimes we don't even consider this wonderful gift of food that we have in front of us. Um, one of my friends was telling me yesterday that she did a cheese-making course, and she said it was the most spiritual experience for her because she slowed down enough, stopped, and, and noticed like the process of how this comes to be and this wonderful food that she loves and really felt connected to God and His provision and what He's gifted us with here in this earth. Um, my friend Valentine reminds me to smell the flowers, to listen to the birds, to notice the living things that are all around us. You can see the faces of the people that you encounter. You can see the laughter and the smiles from the children that are in your life. You know, I was walking to church today, and, and sometimes I put on a podcast, and I kind of just do that whole thing, but I have to be intentional to not do that sometimes and just to enjoy the walk. And it's a way to stop and slow down, but then also to look. And I noticed, like, the colors and the sun, all of it was just so beautiful. And I felt grateful in that moment for the gift that God's given us today. And ultimately, I think it's a challenge to be present, to pay attention, to be in the moment. 
You know, the Samaritan man in the story, you know, like, he saw a lot. He was able to look and see that I've been healed. I think often God is transforming us and healing us and doing work in our lives, and we don't slow down enough to see what God is actually teaching us and what he's actually doing in our lives. He saw Jesus and recognized that Jesus had this power and love and compassion flowing from him and knew to reach out to Jesus. And he saw that gift that Jesus had given him. So stop, look, and then the last step is to go. And it just means to to do something, to respond to the gift that you notice. Respond to the goodness that you see in your life. Enjoy the gift that you discover. You know, maybe when you stop and then you look, you're like, man, I'm doing pretty well financially. I'm doing all right, and I'm grateful for that. Maybe a way you can go is to share what you have and to give some of that away to bless somebody who might be in need. Maybe you decide, I've got some free time and flexibility in my life. Maybe I can volunteer and and get involved somewhere and, and reach out to others. Maybe you just want to go say thank you to someone who gave you the gift that you noticed and say, I'm just going to reach out to them and thank them for what they did for me. Maybe you notice and you stop and you look and you're like, man, I got these awesome kids in my life who drive me crazy, yet they are so much joy and you just say, I'm going to play with them for a bit and just tune all this other stuff out and invest in them right now in this moment. That's a way to respond to what that gift that you see. Some people are artistic and want to paint something or write a poem or sing a song. Could call a friend who is struggling. When you discover that gift of life, that gift of grace, that gift of love, go and share that gift with others. Stop, look, go. I want to read a quote by Henry Nouwen that I I read a few years ago and I don't know why, but it kind of jumped out to me, and and I want to share it and then say just a few words about it. But he says, when we persist in looking at the shadow side, we'll eventually end up in the dark. And he argues that we often have a choice to choose bitterness or to choose gratitude. And I think we can always, I'm really good at seeing the shadow side of just about everything. You know, you tell me something good, I can tell you a way it's going to mess up or it's not good, you know. And, and I think even encouraging words, even thoughtful things people can do for us, even meaningful experiences, we can easily see kind of that shadow side of that experience. I'll give you just a simple example. I, some people have told me this before, give me the compliment. They say, John, you're really growing as a preacher. And and for me, like, that's a really kind thing to say to somebody. But for me, often what I can hear is that, well, I must have not been a very good preacher to begin with, you know? Like, no joke, that's where my mind goes immediately. And, and there are countless moments in our days when we can choose to be grateful or we can choose the path of bitterness. And too often I think we choose bitterness. Too often we see only the shadow side of everything. And I think a lot of us are struggling in the dark. There are churches and communities all across our nation that are stuck in the dark because they've chosen bitterness over gratitude over and over and over again. And I think families struggle with this, can get into these ruts. I know anybody who's been married knows that you can get in these ruts very easily, sink into those bad habits of choosing bitterness And I think it's liberating and healing often for 
to take that regular, intentional time just to speak encouraging words to one another, to build each other up instead of tearing each other down. And I think communities as a whole could benefit from this practice. What if we took time to intentionally lift one another up and tell each other what we appreciate about one another? It could be a healing experience for us. And I I just want to be honest with you all. Talking about gratitude right now for me at this moment in my life is just really, really hard. Um, Many of you all know I've been on a journey of foster care, my wife and I, for uh, two years now. And it's been the most, uh, probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. And, And it was way more painful and difficult than I ever could have imagined. And many of you all know that just like a little over a month ago, we found out that our first foster son passed away, and and that's just been like a really, really, really hard season, the hardest thing I've ever faced in my life. Um, The loneliness and the grief and the anger have at times been consuming over the last few weeks. And on top of all that, the world just seems to be falling apart. There's so much heartache and suffering and pain and violence all across our world, directly impacting so many people um, that I love. And I, I had to ask myself the question, can I be grateful even in the midst of all the pain? You know, I, and I, I'll be honest, I'm struggling and praying through that question right now. Um, I don't have like a 100% correct answer to give you on that. Um, but at this point in my journey, um, what I'm thinking personally, is that for me, it's probably even more important uh, to practice gratitude, um, in the, even in the midst of all the trauma and the suffering, because I've got I've to intentionally do this, or it's really easy to get sucked down into that dark hole, you know, where it just feels like everything is falling apart, to take time to stop and to look and to go. And I'll be honest with you, it's not easy to stop. Uh, you know that when you're going through hard times, Sometimes it's harder to want to stop because that's when all the pain kind of comes to the surface. (laughs) And you're like, it's easier just to stay busy and keep going and and try to ignore what's going on. But I will say in some of those moments recently when I have stopped, I have been able to look and see some gifts. I've been able to see some gifts that I've received even in the midst of the dark times. There's encouraging things people have done for me, the good moments that we've had. With Kai recently, just the family coming into town and spending those moments with them. I've been able to see a lot of good things, even in the midst of the challenging stuff. And I've even been able to respond in some ways, you know, like drawing closer to family and friends. Uh, Laura and I, at times, have been able to connect in a deeper way um, through, the, through the struggle. We've been able, I've been able to show compassion and love to others who are experiencing grief because, like, I understand it a bit more now after going through something really hard. And, and also being able to give thanks to God and to others who have shown up for us through this season. And I'm just going to be honest, like, I'm never going to be grateful for tragic loss or suffering or trauma. I'm not grateful for those things. And, and I think sometimes we get confused. At least I've heard some people say we got to be grateful for all the, the bad things too. And, and I don't think that's true. I think that the evil and suffering in the world, there's no reason to be grateful for that. It's not God's desire and it's not God's will for us. God wants goodness uh, for us and good things. Though I am trying to lean into the idea that I can be grateful even in the midst of dealing with these things. Um, because I believe Jesus is walking with us through this intense darkness. And perhaps that's what Paul is talking about when he tells us to be grateful in all circumstances. It's not to be grateful for all the circumstances, 
But in those circumstances, we can still choose uh, to try to be grateful people in the midst of it, even as we deal with really hard stuff. And so what I'd love to do uh, this morning as we end our time together um, with this message is to practice a little bit of what we're talking about. Um, We've already done some of this earlier in the service, but I'll I'll explain what we're going to do, and then I'll give us a moment to do it. But I want us to stop just for, I'll give you a minute or two to stop and just to rest, get quiet. And then I want you to look. You could look with your eyes, but look with your mind, your heart, your spirit, and consider the things that you have this morning to be grateful for, the gifts that are are given to you. Maybe it's something right now, even in this moment, that you are feeling grateful for. Maybe it's something just that you think about over the course of your life. And then I love if people are courageous enough to share those with the group, and that can be a way we can respond. And also we'll respond by sharing communion, which is often called like a, the great Thanksgiving. It's an opportunity to give thanks to God uh, for the blessings and for the gifts that we see in our lives. And so, I'm going to give us a moment just to stop and y'all can just settle yourself down. Maybe we take a couple more deep breaths. And then just take a minute or two just to, to look, to, to look inward, to look around even in this room and think about something that you can be grateful for this morning. So one thing we do on Monday nights at our church at the gathering on Mondays is we always take a time for gratitude and people just kind of shout it out. And it's one of our favorite times all week long at our church because it's just so uplifting and encouraging to hear from others what they're grateful for. And so um, sharing something on, that's on your heart actually can bless somebody else. I know it's a little bit more people than on a Monday night, but uh, y'all are... Y'all are all weird, and, and I know y'all aren't going to care to share. So what I would love to do is to hear uh, from you all some things that, that you might be grateful for this morning. And so if you have something, you can shout it out. Just raise your hand, and I'd love to hear. So, yeah, Benjamin. Thank you, Benjamin. If you couldn't hear him, and for those at home, Benjamin just shared he's grateful for a praying grandmother and who knew Jesus, and, and really that legacy um, has brought him to the place he's at now, and thankful for this church um, after moving from Colorado, finding us. What else? Yeah, Becky. Thank you, Becky. Yeah. So if you couldn't hear, Becky's thankful for me. And uh, 
for my honesty uh, and vulnerability. So I'm just a human like all of you. I just have the title of pastor. <laughs> I'm no more spiritual than any of you probably. So what? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Yeah, so our brother here is thankful for Jesus and, and what he did on the cross and the justification and also that life of sanctification and becoming holy just like God. Yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. Amen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. That's right. We've got to be ready. Yeah, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Caitlin is thankful for allergy medicine, and I am too. And I know my dad is as well, um, and many others in this room. So <laughs> thank you, Caitlin, for sharing. Yes. Thank you, Betsy. Yeah, so Betsy just shared that Eleanor, uh, they always sing a song together, and last night was the first time Eleanor sang along. <laughs> it was such a great, yeah, it's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes. right. Yeah. Yeah, so Debbie's just thankful for the Wonder Room and what the kids get to experience and that we're growing and and have another one that's going to open in the next few weeks. And yeah, thank you, Debbie, for all your help with Christina to help get that going. Christina's thankful for Debbie because she put in a lot of hours this past few weeks helping uh, get that set up. So what else? We got time for a few more. Yeah, Jeremy. Grateful for learning from young people, the various ways you're involved with them. Yeah, thank you, Jeremy. Congratulations. (laughs) 
Yeah, so she's just sharing, grateful for her husband and their journey together, and also just the challenges and pain of foster care as well, and, and that they've been able to stay together through that and support one another. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Someone up here have something, and then I'll go back to you. Yeah, Zadie. Thank you, Zadie, for sharing that. Grateful for sight that she can actually look around and see because she wasn't sure a few years ago. And through modern medicine, she's able to see and her eyes are, are healthy now. So it's awesome. Thank you. Diane. Yes, grateful that she received the title to her car. That is important. I'm going to do a couple more. Uh, we'll go back to Ryan, and we'll come up to Mary. And then, yeah, so Ryan. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. So that... Ryan and Amanda and Ian, who are um, friends that are in Honduras doing ministry down there, they are able to come into town, and they've been through it with a, a lot of stuff for a long time now, but even the past few weeks have been pretty stressful, so we're so grateful, Ryan that, and Amanda, that y'all were able to come, and with Ian as well, so that's awesome. Thank you, Ryan, for sharing that, and then Mary... Yeah, just grateful that we all have faces, that we're all unique, that we can see one another and connect with each other through that and even see God in one another. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Well, thank you all so much for sharing. I'm sure there's other people that would raise their hand, but we can't stay up here all day. The children's ministry people will kill me for keeping those kids up there too long. So um, we're grateful for them and what they're uh, watching the children and helping them learn right now as well, So and our nursery folks as well. So I'm going to go invite... Uh, Laban and the, the worship team to start making their way up, and we're going to share communion together as we do each week. We began our service by just confessing our sin and acknowledging the ways that we have fallen short of what God intends for us. We spent time this morning worshiping and praising God's power and God's beauty we spent time in prayer connecting with God in that way. You've heard a word from Scripture and, and hopefully a word from God's Spirit about gratitude. And, and a way that we can respond to that is through sharing like we did and also through sharing communion together. And so um, we're going to share communion this morning and just remember, like our brother said, um, Jesus and what Jesus means for us. Rick Scott, do you need a communion cup? You good? All right. If anybody needs one, Rick's got a basket. You can just raise your hand and he can give you one. Um, but... To just take this opportunity to, to remember Jesus and what he means to us and experience his presence um, through these common things where we believe God's spirit truly is present among us as we share this together. So I encourage you to seek God in whatever way you need to this morning. Um, perhaps you're still, after all this, like, I don't know about this gratitude thing right now and I just need to continue to cry out to God because I'm struggling. That's okay. That's okay. 
um, and seek God in whatever way you need to this morning. Um, and, and ultimately, I think that we can be grateful for what Christ has done for us, that he entered into our suffering, that he walked among us and, and lived, lived his life here among us to show us how much he loves us and endured every evil that this world could throw at him. And he endured it because he loves us that much and wants this world to be redeemed and be made right. God, we thank you so much for your love and grace. Pray you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon this bread and juice, that it would be for us the body and blood of Christ. Fill us up this morning in a fresh way. Help us, Lord, to, to be able to see, Lord, the, the goodness. The goodness of God. It's hard to see sometimes because there's a lot of things that are kind of in the way. Obscuring our vision of helping us not to see things with your eyes. So we pray this morning we could see your goodness as we share communion together. Lord, we love you so much. Thank you for loving us. Be with us in this moment. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we can share this together if you would like. If you'd like to go ahead and get out the little wafer on top, I encourage you to take and eat. This is the body of Christ broken for you. And take and drink. This is the blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. So we're going to end our time just by singing a song together and spending a little more time in worship. If you'd like prayer and you'd like to pray up here at the altar, come forward and do that. If you'd like me to pray with you, just let me know. I'll be over here. Brother Rick's in the back, and he'd be happy to lift you up as well if you'd prefer to go back there. But let's just spend a little bit of time connecting with God as we end our time together. Come 
Savior, my closest friend, and I will worship you until the very end. Let's sing that one more time. Jesus, you're the lover of my soul. Jesus, I will never let you go. You've taken me from the miry clay. You set my feet upon the rock, and now I know that I love I'll never let you go My Savior My closest friend And I will worship you Until the very end I will worship you And I will worship you Until the very end Jesus you're the lover of my soul. Jesus, I will never let you go. You've taken me from the miry clay. You set my feet upon the rock, and now I know. Amen. It's been really... Really good to be together today. Before y'all head out, I just want to share a couple of quick announcements with you. Um, every week you come, you'll, there's an announcement sheet on the table. Please grab it. We're not going to keep talking about all of them up front all the time. We're going to trust that y'all can read it and read the email as well that goes out. Um, and let us know if you have any questions about any of it. Um, if you'd like to make a financial gift to our church, um, tithe or an offering. You can do that online on our website, EmbraceYourCity.com. You can also do that in either of the boxes by the doors. You can also put those connect cards in there as well. Particularly if you're visiting, I'd love for you to fill this out so we know who you are. Um, Sarah Trapp, who is the chair of our Staff Parish Relations Committee. It's a fun name. Um, basically, it's kind of like uh, her job is to encourage and support uh, the staff here at the church and also be a support to you all as well. If y'all have any concerns or just things you'd like to share, ways you want to see our church do better, um, Sarah's a person you can talk to about that. Um, Sarah's great, and she wants to share uh, something about this month that we're in now. Can you all hear me? Okay. Hi, church. I feel nervous before I have to talk in front of you guys, so I just needed to say that before I could say the next thing. So this announcement I get to make in person in church because it's really special. It's Pastor Appreciation Month, the month of October, if you didn't know that. So the two main things um, that I want to communicate for you to remember is that I think it would be really special if we all just wrote a note of encouragement and appreciation to our pastors. So I would ask you all to write a card to our pastors. There's cards on the back of the church and both of the greeters' tables, or you can get your own cards, but cards are supplied for you if you want them, along with coloring sheets for the kids. 
If you're wondering, should I write a card like to all of our pastors as a whole or individual pastors, you can really do whatever you would like to do. But I would encourage individual pastors. That way you can kind of personalize the note and we can give it to them directly. The second thing is that we're going to have a pastor appreciation social after church on October 23rd. Um, that's all the information, the details is in the announcement sheet, so you can go and read about it there. But it'll be in the fellowship hall, full of snacks and desserts. Here's a sign-up sheet if you'd like to bring something. And we'll just take some time to appreciate our pastors and all the ways they love and care for us. Thank you, Sarah. You did great. You did great. Um, if y'all could prepare your hearts to receive the benediction, may the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, now and forever. Amen. Go in God's peace. We'll see you next time.